side. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. My name is Gregory Cohen. I am one of your co-hosts, and right over here is... Me, a co-host, Daryl. Correct, correct. You got that one right. Boy, I'm so impressed. And this is all joking aside, number 94. Yeah. Incredible. We'll sit here while you catch your breath on that. I'm so excited. (laughs) My heart is a pit of pat. And today uh, we are talking about what I like to call windows of opportunity. Which is a lovely, uh, inspiring uh, title. And it all comes out of the frustration, I feel. <laughs> um, Elucidate. The, the, uh, yes. Um, lately, we've had to have uh, various uh, uh, repairmen, um, maintenance people come out to the house for, for various reasons. You know, this is a lovely part of home ownership. You constantly <laughs> have to have people out to fix things. Um, and and I don't know exactly when this started. I, I know it has not always been this way, but um, I'm sure you all have experienced this. You, you call for someone to come out and they give you the service window, right? The arrival mm. time. And mm. it can be anywhere between, you know, this two hours period to and this death. eight hour period, or yeah. they'll be there sometime this day. Uh, right. Literally, I've had that happen. Or right. recently, um, we called this um, the person to come out to look at our soft water system. And they gave us literally a day that they would be out. I said, do you have a window? And they said, they will call you that morning to give you a window that day. Yeah. At which point, midway through the morning, I I believe it was like 9.45, I called the company. I said, you know, I still haven't heard from anybody. Are they coming out today? And she said, the window for them to call you is eight to ten. Oh, great! So <laughs> you will hear at least by ten. I thought, okay, they have fifteen more minutes to call. At ten oh five, I called back, and as I was calling back because I had not heard from them, the guy shows up. <laughs> I thought, oh, this I don't understand. But anyway, it used to be that you would make an appointment mm-hmm. for somebody to come out. And they'd give you the time they were going to arrive. That's right. And gosh, they (laughs) got there at that time. What amazes me about this whole thing is that today, in the era we live, we have scheduling software. We have calendar software. We have software that can tell you precisely how long a job should take to do. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why these companies cannot say, a window's fine, you know, that's fine. But why can't they give you a half hour window that they will be there? I don't get it. And I don't know about you, Daryl, but in my experience, 
I would say 90% of the time they show up late to the window they have given you. Right, right. <laughs> I I think it's uh, if, if you do your homework and you talk to a lot of other people, <clears throat> it usually involves a technician named Biff. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. He just, wherever he goes, right and left, he screws up. He is so busy. Now, but so that's where I first came up with this idea. And yeah. I thought, okay, that is frustrating. And there are ways to make it better. Mm -hmm. But the concept of the window, which is a span of time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I started thinking, Oh, okay. Well, I always grew up hearing about, well, you're going to find your window of opportunity for this situation or this situation. And I thought windows of opportunity are around us all the time, right? Mm -hmm. We have a span of time that if you take advantage of that window of opportunity, right. you have a pretty good chance of meeting your goal whatever that goal might be. Right, right. And I thought, let's take this in a positive direction, you know, instead of me <laughs> bitching and whining, which is pretty much what we do here. <laughs> um, but instead of me doing that about the frustration of having to wait for other people to fulfill their window of, of mm -hmm. uh, service for mm -hmm. me, let's talk about the windows of opportunity that show up all the time in our lives. Right. Um, and sometimes we take advantage of, sometimes we miss, you know, we're human. It I th sometimes I think, we don't know that they were there when they were there. Well, that's, that's true. Yes. But I think a big word that I was thinking about in terms of windows of opportunity, missed, missed windows of opportunity is the, is the term instantaneous because this is the first multi-syllabic word that present themselves <laughs> for the day. Yeah. Some things present themselves as a window of opportunity. It's basically an opportunity on the fly. Yes. And it's a question of whether or not often, and I've got some of my cases to illustrate that, whether or not you recognize it as such. And if you grab hold in that instantaneous moment. And uh, that's for me lost because you know an opportunity that's coming a long time and you and you don't take it you knew you knew it was coming for a long period of time basically that just shows you that you were yeah. full of sloth and you're lazy you're a schmuck that, you're that, a schmuck. that, makes, that makes you a schmuck yes if you, you if you could on on <laughs> this state in this year i have this eight hour period to be able to cure cancer <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, if that time shows up yeah. and you say I kind of wanted to go out to brunch yeah, <laughs> yeah I decided to watch reruns of Dick Van Dyke in the afternoon sorry cancer yeah. victims yeah. yeah that's a little different at that yeah. point no yeah. sympathy for you yes here I'll here, here here's one we can we can probably banter back for we maybe we can put like 10 seconds on the clock and just go back and forth. <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. Yeah. We, we don't do that. Here, here here's here's a one here's one perhaps you've experienced I have and as an older man it's a big deal. <laughs> Going to the bathroom before a show or a long drive in traffic. Saying, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and Absolutely. then having, Having to do the little dance in your seat during a show, it's always like, "What's wrong with that man, mommy?" 
I, I think he's enjoying the show, Billy. Just just watch the show. Uh, that well, well, that is paired with the 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 window of opportunity of prior to a show. The last moment that that window is closing mm-hmm. to finish drinking your beverage. <laughs> that's that's right. Or or to not. Or or to not. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point, yeah. you don't want to finish that beverage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and then you make an additional mistake as you're walking almost through the doors to take your seat and you, you choose in that moment to bypass the vendor selling depends and not pick up a pack. Daryl has a very special cinema that he he attends. <laughs> Washable seats. Uh, I, I've made, I've made the the decision to you know drive when I shouldn't have it, knowing that the, I I literally was in traffic once coming up Balboa Boulevard, going north to where I, I live, in a traffic jam where I could not get out, and I had to go. Uh, tune in next week for what happened. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and episode ninety five has the <laughs> lowest viewership. Yeah. Yeah. Of all of our, I'll, I'll give you a little hint. I had to sell the car. Oh no! Oh, but uh, but no, uh, that that is true. I've yeah. I've um, especially right now. I'm in the middle of rehearsals for a show where the drive from the theater home is usually between thirty five and forty minutes, which is not a huge amount of time, but. During rehearsals, I tend to drink a lot of water. I just like to keep myself hydrated while mm-hmm. I'm at the theater. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if I need to pee or not. <laughs> I hit the bathroom before leaving that theater. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But there have been times that, you know, I have not. And yes, it makes for a very, very long drive home. I, I like that you quoted Shakespeare there. To pee or not to pee. <laughs> that is the question. But ooh, ooh, ooh. here, here I, I've got I've got one. I'm gonna start off with this and you tell me if you know first of all if you know who this is. You you know the story, but here's tell me if you recognize this voice, okay? I'll try my best. It may not this be is good. Like, try. This is like whose life is it? Okay, here we go. This is your life. Here we go. You have made me very, very angry. I'm afraid I'm going to have to vaporize you. Sorry. That's Marvin the Martian. Okay. You think it was an okay version of it? That was pretty good. Okay. So here's my story. <laughs> Missed opportunities. No. <laughs> you know the story. I do know the story. Yeah. And, so and this, this, is a... this kind of falls into that window of that window is coming along. <laughs> and and you'd rather uh, watch the reruns of Dick Sam. <laughs> I'm just oh, this is this, this, this is not thinking properly and being sharp in the moment. Okay. So the story goes uh, in a nutshell. I have a, had a very, uh, I'd say, a fairly close friend, and uh, I knew her for a long time. She had a great voice uh, for cartoons, and she ended up doing cartoons. And lo and behold, while he was still alive, she became sort of a protege of the great Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. And um, Look she him up. worked. Look she him worked up. at. <laughs> she worked at the studio Warner Brothers where they make all the the Looney Tune stuff 
And I wanted to get into, I did a lot of voices my whole life. I was known for that. I don't know how good I am anymore, but I, when, at one point in my life, I was known for doing a lot of voices. And I thought, you know what? I've never explored being a voice actor. And she, having done cartoons, I thought I would talk to her. And she was actually working at the studio. Her position was a high-level position. I don't need to go into what it was, but she was, she was up there in classic animation. And she agreed to take time out from her very busy schedule to meet me at a restaurant near the studio so we can talk. I could talk to her and ask her questions about getting into the voiceover or the, the voice acting uh, career. And during the course of our luncheon, she looked across as they were talking and people all around. She looked across the table and she said, um, this is completely out of left field. She goes, do you by any chance do Marvin the Martian? And my response to her was, yes, yes, I do. And she said, oh, OK. She said a lot of a lot of a lot of guys think that they, they can do that. I said, oh, OK. And then we went on with our conversation and talked about other things. <laughs> and she, then the meal was over and I walked her out towards her car. And we said goodbye. And the story is that it just so happened that at that time they were casting for the voice actors for Space Jam. And they were looking for a Marvin the Martian actor. Now, she, you know, she, it was not her responsibility to say, would you mind here in the middle of this busy restaurant getting up on the table, put on this little Martian skirt and do that for me? <laughs> um, so... Had I thought of it quicker, and it's not that I would have gotten it. I don't know if I'm good enough or not. But the point was that there is a possible opportunity. I really, in living it over and over again, I should have immediately made a joke and gone right into it to at answered, least engage her. Answered now. her as Mar Marvin. Yeah. And and yes. I didn't. And only after the fact, when I told the story to various people like you and Jackie, when the word schmuck was bandied about quite a bit. <laughs> did i realize you know what e even if i didn't get the part even if she never asked me to audition there was a potential major opportunity had i been marvin the martian in that movie i would have a rolls royce i would live in beverly hills no maybe that's a little bit too much for that voice for that for that movie <laughs> but it would have been cool so i'm not saying it would have been me i'm just saying there was an opportunity that i only recognized as such because in the moment i I was just really so in tune to have her talking to me about the things she's talking. And normally I, I, I'm pretty quick at jumping in and riffing and things like that. There it was like, it was like a question and answer. Do you, you know, I'm taking an application for working at a retail store. Do you do Marvin the Martian? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> Check that off. So uh, that's, that's, that was a painful one, but there, there you go. There's a story. An ideal example. Yeah. Of windows of opportunity missed. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's it, these things happen all the time. And it's, I think it really comes down to the fact that most of us are not living in the moment when we are. We're li living in the moment that is, you know, to come two or three steps ahead of us. Yeah. Because yeah. we have this, you know, image of where something's going to go instead of really experiencing what we're doing at that right, moment. Right. Right. And it's um well that's why it's kind of when to be you're right. It's 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 not being in the it's not being in the moment. It's not being in the moment. That's what they talk, you know, meditation there, and so being in the moment. There is a reason. I'm gonna get poetic now. There uh -oh. is a reason why it's called a window of opportunity, 
it's glass. We can see through it. It's not a doorway of opportunity where we have to take the time to open it, perhaps even unlock it first <laughs> before we see you know, that opportunity. We see I, the opportunity through the window. It's coming out. I feel very badly that I have missed the opportunity to understand what you're talking about, and I'll figure it out later on when the show's over. <laughs> um, but it, it's true. I mean, we we can if if we are living spontaneously, we can actually take advantage of a yep. lot of things that go on. I, you know, there there are times I know there have been times when, um, you know, someone has called me and said this is nowhere near this kind of thing but someone has called me and said wow i have two tickets for this show and it's this afternoon uh and i can't make it can you go yeah and i will admit almost 100 percent of the time the first thought that goes through my mind is do i want it rush and get ready and get to the yeah. show when when i mean people are offering me tickets that are probably worth a couple hundred bucks yeah you know um because changing course in midstream emotionally mentally it's tough to do mm -hmm. but you know we, we cheat ourselves out of a lot yeah. of opportunity see i would have i would have missed that opportunity too but i would have been thinking differently i've been saying Damn, if I had taken those and I scalped them, think of the money I could have pocketed today. <laughs> you, you, this opportunity wouldn't have come up to you because I started by saying, you know, this a friend. Oh, a friend. <laughs> Offered that. You, you have no, no one. These key critical words. I, I got to be more, more attentive. <laughs> hey, I've, I've got another example of one that happened. Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes a window of opportunity thrusts you into that window of opportunity you you don't choose it chooses you this is true and an example that happened uh, in the past year or so was on the uh, late night with Stephen colbert when the band leader john batiste uh for whatever his reasons were i know he had a, a wife who was uh, ill but he also was doing uh, the color purple but he i loved him he was great in the show and he left and it let the the leaving was fairly fairly quick and within his band, he had another gentleman, Louis Cato, I believe his name is. And he is now the band leader. Oh. And he's got a great gig and he's wonderful. And uh, he, matter of fact, uh, you know, the, the, the late night talk shows are back on now that the, uh, the writer's strike is over. And they had a part of the show where they featured him doing a song they used to do with Batiste occasionally sure. so this guy and the changed name it's like you know it's a late night Stephen Colbert starring Louis Cato and whatever his name the band is um, there was a window of opportunity that, that opened up he could have I guess he could have said no I don't want to do that right but but you know thank goodness he's outgoing and confident in himself and he probably I think he murdered John Batiste. I, I haven't heard anything about John Batiste <laughs> since then. But this look at that. Very, very, very important uh, window of opportunity that most of us come up against and many do not take. Murdering your competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it applies in almost every situation. <laughs> I own You know what? Yeah. Okay, here's a, okay. Here's a ridiculous window of opportunity. Okay. And it happens to all of us 
almost on a daily basis. I'm almost <laughs> sure. You go to the grocery store. Okay. You're ready to check out. There are two lines. Oh. One is very, very long. <laughs> the other one is short. You sit there and say, oh, I'm going to take this short line. And you get behind the person <laughs> who, number one, is paying by writing a check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and number two, hasn't seen the checker person for many, many months and wants to catch up with them. Oh, yeah. And, and you see the next line over. Oh. Just flowing through. That's right. Or, and, and they're also paying with about 200 coupons. Yes. And, and they're actually printing the coupons in line as they hand them now, over to the cashier. this is a window of opportunity that we really do not yeah. have a lot of a choice in. And it yeah. does not really it's, – it's more serendipitous, I suppose, than anything. But still, I know yeah. that that thought goes through my head every time. I made the wrong decision. Yeah. So that goes that goes back to one of our other episodes on critical thinking though. If one long line is 20 times the length of the other, you're just coming up to the first time. And all these people are in line and this one that's only got 3 people in it. The first thing that I'd say to myself is something unique is happening <laughs> in that line. <laughs> this this guy's having his tonsils taken out there at the check stand. <laughs> uh, so what? you got to one of these things is not like the other. that's right. Things aren't always as they appear. Yeah. Um, talking about the market, here's another one. You get coupons that you want to use, and you know you're going to use them. And I put them aside. I get them in the mail from Ralph's, and I and I put them in piles. Okay, this one coming up. This one, and finally I say, you know what? Let's use that coupon. And, and I look, and it, and it expired any day. Before that day, you pick the you pick the date. Um, I, and, I admit I am yeah. terrible about using coupons. I I I don't know why. I resist actually taking that little bit of effort, and it yeah. really is a very very little bit of effort. Yeah. To go through coupons and say, oh, I need this, I need this, I need this, right. and go to use them at the store. I just don't do it. And once again, yeah. we now have apps that make it even easier right. to do. Right. You know, you got the little membership app for Albertsons, let's say, or Stater Brothers. And they have the electronic coupons. So you yeah. don't even have to work at it. I still don't do it. There, there are some... Some coupons, every time I get the Ralph's coupons in the mail, there's one, maybe two, for an item completely free. No strings attached. There is. Really? Like they see that they see that you like I get I hate to do it, but I'm back in Nutrisystem, so I won't be doing it. Cheddar cheese popcorn. I love it. So you buy it enough times and then you don't buy it for a week and all of a sudden they're panicking. They send you coupons <laughs> in the mail. Get a free bag. Get hooked. Get hooked again. And I so there's there's freebies and sometimes even those I go what's the, if I'm gonna go shopping, get the damn thing for free and I'll forget that. I, I have um, my coupon here for oxycotton. <laughs> I think it's expired. Oh, <laughs> and and my handwriting wasn't so good when I signed that thing for you. <laughs> um, there are there are there's but there's there's an interesting optimistic way of looking at lost opportunities too and i had a book which i lent and i don't have it back anymore but the concept is understood within the title 
when one door closes, another opens. Right. And this, the book had, if I recall, some famous people too, stories about them, but uh, things that went wrong and a person's devastated. And it just so happened that the thing that they missed was the very thing that led them to a successful something else. Yes, absolutely. And, and you some and sometimes, of course, that's sometimes you can't see that till only after the fact. So there's something else at play sometimes beyond your volition and your choices. Absolutely. Um, there's a, a song I love. This song when I I haven't listened to it for a long time. There's a Garth Brooks song, and it's called um, "Unanswered Prayers." Are you familiar with I that? I don't know it. No. And it's a beautiful song. A long time ago it came out. Um, and essentially, if I'm recalling it correctly, he's talking about a woman he loved and he wanted to be with her. And I, I, I guess I help him get in the essence of it. And and she basically rejects him and breaks his heart. But it was only because of that breaking of the heart and not getting what he wanted that the most wonderful woman in his life appeared oh. and he's and the song is thank god for unanswered prayers when you're asking for things it's that he's listening if you believe you're religious or spiritual he's listening but he has something else planned for you that's better than what you understand in that moment now to make the song full circle i believe the woman he got the second woman i think he's divorced from her too <laughs> So, so I think he needs a new song. Thank God for unanswered prayers of unanswered prayers. <laughs> but, the, but the, you know, it's very, very true. I mean, yeah. when you come right down to it, a missed opportunity mm -hmm. is something past anyway. So it's, true. It, it's it, true. you can't dwell on it. No. You know, it's, it, normally if an opportunity is coming up, you're not going to get a second chance at it. Yeah. So wait, wait, did you, you might say, as well just kind of move move on. Did you say you can't dwell on it? <laughs> I have to disagree with you. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Shouldn't you, do that. It, it, yes. Let me rephrase. You should not <laughs> dwell on it. And and you're right. Many of us, most of us, do dwell on the opportunities we yeah. miss, especially if we know right. what that opportunity could right. have given us. Right. You know, that's it. I mean, let's face it, that, that happens all the time. You sit there and you, you uh, oh, God, I, uh, I, I, I'm late on sending that audition in. And, um, you know, so eh, it's okay. I wouldn't have gotten it anyway. <laughs> then it turns out you go see the, the final production and it's, your identical twin <laughs> playing the part and not as good as you would. Yeah. Are you hearing the news that there was a, uh, there was a raid and they had a cocaine bust on the set and everybody was arrested <laughs> and thrown in jail. Uh, there you go. Hey, here's a, here's another story from my life. I, I, I co-wrote that play, the Jutalian. I'm sure we talked about that at one point or another. Yes. yes. And uh, at uh, nauseum. Ad nauseum. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I'm get, kidding. Get, get, I'm your, kidding. get your paper bag. I am and, very, and, very um, proud of my friend Daryl. Thank for you. And, and it's still got some legs. Things are going on in the background, which I won't talk about right now. Oh, that's, um, that's cool. But um, wrote with uh, my dear buddy, uh, Frank Manano. And because of connections of his and, and of mine too, through him, uh, there was a wonderful woman 
uh, and I, I guess I can do a shout out to to Cindy East. Oh, and Cindy. She, Hey Cindy, and she was she was on the board of a theater, and she was able to at that time go ahead and say, you know, I I think this is good enough. Let me let me introduce it to our board, and of course we gave it to them royalty free. We were just so grateful for the opportunity to have the show done, and they did it. So an opportunity presented itself through again because I happened to be co-writing with a guy who has has connections of his own, yeah, and theater people and so on, and. Uh, that was wonderful. If it hadn't been for that particular set of circumstances coming together, for example, if I had written it with you, we would I have, have been... no connections. I have absolutely. In fact, my only connection would be you. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. Not to get we, us anywhere. We'd be performing it at the Goodwill <laughs> down the street. We'd be doing episodic portions of it on this broadcast. <laughs> Uh, so there, yeah. So, so, but I really believe that it, it's it's every day. There's an opportunity every day to grab something, to do some. It doesn't have to be on a grandiose scale. These are the little little things too. Opportunities we make constant are constant choices. Yeah, every constant choices, day, constant choices, and you know they they branch off. It's that whole what it, string theory, right? Mm -hmm. you, you start in one direction and and what you could have gone to is a totally different direction and might just be, you know, side by side, tiny, tiny differences, but every choice you make changes your path. Gwyneth Paltrow's movie Sliding Doors is about such a thing. You know what that movie is? Have you seen that? Uh, all, uh, no, I have not. But uh, if one of my paths takes me to Gwyneth Paltrow, I'll be very happy. <laughs> it was a good movie. It's basically her getting on a subway and her reality splits into two. And there's the storyline of her getting on the subway that she's running to catch. And another simultaneous story happening, like they're happening at the same time, of her missing getting on the subway and the two stories show from that moment how everything changes i love the stuff like that i it's, love stuff it's like pretty that. cool there, there is i i would give a recommendation of a show that unfortunately was canceled because i guess a lot of people did not share my love for this kind of story but there was a show on a couple of years back i think on tv called average joe do you okay. remember hearing about that show i don't and basically, um, it, it, the same kind of story. Main character um, wants to be a musician, and it starts in college. Okay. And uh, he's got a girlfriend, and you know, all sets up basically his whole life as he's getting ready to graduate college. And while he's waiting for graduation, he sits and he talks to the, another girl who you know, is kind of an acquaintance at college and various things. His, his um, father was a cop who got killed at 9-11 hmm. and his uncle's a cop. And so basically from that point, the series splits into three. Oh, wow. For the different opportunities of his life. And in one, he's married to his girlfriend. They have a, a, a child. In the other, he's married to the other girl. And he's and one, he's a um, 
a, like a physician's assistant or a nurse. I don't okay. remember, but he's in the medical field. One, he goes into police work. And one, he becomes a, a very famous musician. Is that something? Wow. And it's really, it was so well done. And they yeah. switches between the three of them throughout the show. The, the, the That's three complicated lives. writing for the writing staff. Huh? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and unfortunately, I think, you know, the average yeah. uh, television viewer yeah. probably was not able to follow yeah. it. Yeah. And it didn't last longer than uh, one season, I think. But if you get a chance to, to yeah. find it and watch it, it's a really good show. It's really interesting. And it's all about these different opportunities yeah. that the people will take and or or pass up. I believe it was canceled because people were clamoring to see above average Joe. <laughs> I mean, Aren't we all? just did cut it. Aren't we all? <laughs> but we're talking about windows of opportunity. Uh, we're talking about these other realities that can happen based on choices. But an opportunity implies something positive, positive. positive. happening. But and nothing happens or beneficial. purely positive or purely yeah. beneficial. There yeah. are always negatives involved in everything. Yeah. You know, well, that's I mean, true. That's true. Every, especially uh, the if you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tend to find the negatives. You know, yeah. there yeah. you go. Um, if, if I do this wonderful thing, will there still be potential for crying and whining? Oh, no, you'll be completely happy. Uh, I'll Can't pass. <laughs> 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 where's the joy in that where's the joy in happiness <laughs> there, there, there you go there's a title for your next play <laughs> but um we, we, you know we do have the opportunity now to actually um close this episode off without okay that extra 10 minutes of total boarding boring for the audience okay. Okay. so i'm going to do that i'm going to take that opportunity look at that you, you it's a it's a shining example of you you rise into the occasion grabbing that brass ring and and I'm making everybody it. benefit <laughs> and what and twisting it <laughs> and twisting it twisting that brass okay. ring until it's if it had been me i would have said bore the hell out of them <laughs> but Greg is different. Greg is your benefactor. There's the difference between the two of us. All right. So um, thank you for joining us today. Um, Thank you for being here. And uh, go out and seize your opportunity. Seize your opportunities. Absolutely. Or be opportune in your seizure, whichever (laughs) way you want to look at it. And uh, be a blessing. Be a blessing. And look, I said that. Not Without sarcastically. You, you, yeah. you don't know that? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very nothing proud snarky of there at all. I just, nothing at all. <laughs> and while you're seizing that opportunity, keep smiling. Always keep smiling, everybody. Keep smiling. Take care, Thanks everyone. Thanks for being with us. Bye bye. Bye. All joking aside.